0: hi friends i have not done a podcast episode in a while and i've been wanting to record this for a few weeks now and i keep putting it off and today i've just had a surge of energy to be recording stuff so here we go i have not planned this whatsoever um so let's just see where it ends up (laughs) it's like yeah I've been trying to like force myself to do this for a couple of weeks and it's just been like nope and this morning I have not done my morning routine I am like not I haven't even had a cup of tea like (laughs) usually I like to like set the space a little bit more but when the muse strikes you just kind of got to go with it I'm sure any other creatives will relate um so yeah I just wanted to do little recording and just share my story a little bit more firstly to kind of um, just open myself so that you can get to know who i am a little bit more especially with um, my clients and potential clients Um, especially in the work that i do i think it's really important to know me and know who i am and know where i've come from firstly to know whether you resonate with me or not and second of all, for me, um, it's really about just expression and expressing who I am and, and sharing my story um, because there's a big part of me, and I think this is this is a big reason why I haven't done this yet and why I've been putting this particular episode off for so long, is that I have this little um, limiting belief, that go- like this little siren that goes off in my head every time I want to share my story that says why why do you think that anyone cares or who are you to share your story everyone's got a story why do you get to share your story and it's like because i fucking can and i want to and i have a mic (laughs) so i'm using it and i think it's medicine and i think that when other people share their story i i find it to be medicine um and so i just want to honor that and honor myself so this is a little bit of a reclamation for me as well (sighs) so, my story, and this is specifically my story in terms of how I went from being a law grad to now being like a holistic womb healer, (laughs) it's a big jump, it's a big jump, but it feels like the most natural progression of my life ever, it feels like what was always supposed to happen, um and so yeah so going back quite far back I have um a family history of lawyers (laughs) I'm Iranian so the whole doctors lawyers or engineers thing does stand in my family um and so my granddad was a lawyer my dad is a lawyer my sister did law at uni um and when I told my dad that I wanted to do, do your law at uni as well he was like what why like (laughs) why do you want to do that like it's not what's the point um you've seen it you know we're not happy about it why do you want to go and do law um so it's always funny because people think that I got pressured into law but I actually really really wanted to be a lawyer because I've always been so passionate about justice I have been so passionate about kind of trying to decide between what is right and wrong which now obviously I have a very different perception of that um but I've been so I've always been so so interested in justice and when I was learning at uni when I was you know learning about human rights law international criminal law when I was learning about environmental law oh I just loved it and even criminal law like I really loved it and I really I was just so inspired by it and I did really well at uni and um like to the annoyance of my friends who tried really really hard and I just kind of rocked up and did really well um and I think that is because it was in my blood in a way and it just comes really naturally to me um and the plan was to go and do a gap year in Australia and then come back and be an environmental lawyer and save the fucking world. <laughs> and I very quickly realized that that is not my path because a, I thought okay, best case scenario, I go and I do a masters and a phd and I become this like hotshot environmental lawyer and I'm working on big cases and I'm I'm suing BP and the best case scenario is that I sue BP for a tiny, 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 tiny fraction of what they should be paying, which is trillions and trillions. And I was like, that's not a that's that's not a good best case scenario. That does not give me enough openness and freedom to actually do what I want to do. So why would I why would I go there? Why would I do that? And I did quickly realize throughout my degree that the system is broken and it's 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 a dying system it doesn't work this is what i realized when i was studying these different laws and blah blah i was like this this is broken this system's broken it doesn't work it's not it's not doing its main main functional job like the bare minimum job that it's supposed to do which is serve justice all it's doing is overcomplicating shit it is Putting these arbitrary laws and like laws that you have to be so specific and then and then it's a game of just finding loopholes that's not that's not right to me um and so i was like do you know what i don't want to have a career in a dying broken system and i've always said and i always will say that i will return to the law one day but only to make the system my bitch because it's fucked and I have lots of ideas (laughs) but I don't think they're ready for me yet so I'm just gonna not do that for now. (laughs) I actually worked um, as an office manager in a law firm up until very recently um, kind of just to like pay my bills and to make sure that I'm financially supported while I'm doing all of my own stuff that I'm actually passionate about. And I did not last long because it was just what I thought it was. And it's just a broken system. Um, so, yeah. So, I ended up going uh, to Australia for a year. Turned into a little bit of a hippie. <laughs> and was like, fuck the system. Um, which I stand by completely still. Less of a hippie these days, I guess. But um, that point still stands. And so then all of a sudden, you know, there's this this young woman that has always known that she's going to be a lawyer and has had this path mapped out for her. Um, All of a sudden, I have this completely open pathway with nothing in front of me, like the great unknown. And I'm like, okay, what do I want to be? What do I want to do? And that really plagued me for quite a few years of like, I don't know who I am, I don't know what I'm doing and instead of trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I just just started to figure out who I am and I started to really look at myself and really get honest with myself and honest with that reflection that I saw and for quite a few years, I hated what I saw. It was really sad, I really did not like the reflection that I saw in the mirror, I thought you're not a nice person, like and I was really mean about it to myself you know I really like put myself down about it and there was a lot of you know self-hatred about the self-hatred that I felt almost um just this vicious cycle and it really brought up a lot of you know my depression and anxiety started to like really unravel and it was a really really tough couple years But slowly, slowly I started to unravel parts of me and started to understand why I was the way I was and started to really, um, make, make space to be the person that I want to be rather than who I have just become as a result of life. Um, this really disempowering kind of just like, life made me like this. And it's like, no, but you get to choose. And so that was a really, really big part of all of that is like taking responsibility for that reflection in the mirror and knowing that it is my choice who I am in this life. Um, and so that was a few very, very difficult years. And slowly, slowly, I started to unravel who I was. And then I, you know, at this point, I was very heady, um, really thinking a lot and and understanding little bits here and there, but still so disconnected from my body, abusing my body truly, um, with a lot of alcohol, alcohol was my vice, it was what I would turn to, a lot, um, and my body was just not built for it, you know, I'm Iranian, like, my, ancestrally, my body is not built for drinking the same amount as Europeans, like, that's just facts, that's just biology, um, but I was drinking, you know the same as my ex-partner at the time who's six foot tall you know British bloke like it's just not gonna end well um and so I ended up getting really really sick for a while I had this real aversion to alcohol where literally I would like smell it or have a sip and I would end up like projectile vomiting and it still didn't deter me I still was trying to push through which is so crazy to me now um but I kept ignoring it and I kept ignoring it to the point where I got so ill that I was frequently ended up in the hospital with these really really painful like really bad stomach pains like upper abdomen near my rib cage kind of area um and the doctors were just stumped they were doing ultrasound after ultrasound couldn't figure out what was going on I had like all these different tests I had like a tubes stuck down my throat like all of this stuff they just could not figure it out and this is where I really lost faith in the medical profession because they were just like okay there's nothing in the ultrasound so you're fine and I'm like but I'm not fine I'm actually really really not well <laughs> and they were just like not they were like well th- tough almost they were like cool well we've done what we can this is this is as far as we're taking Because yeah, this is." as far as we have access to and that's fine but obviously at the time it was really really difficult um and so this is where I first I got really upset really really upset really angry and really like scared I was gen- I thought I was dying like genuinely I was terrified of dying um and then I really decided like fuck this I'm taking matters into my own hands so I went full-blown like I cut out everything everything like a process of an elimination i cut out any fatty foods i cut out all meat all dairy i was like full-blown really really healthy vegan for a couple of years um no alcohol um i went off the pill everything i was just like done and like my lifestyle changed and it was really hard at first now i see it as the one of the greatest blessings of my life um, and I think when I eliminate and eliminated all that stuff it really made space for a lot of other things into my life to come into my life and one of those things was Reiki I learned about Reiki and it, I felt called to it so I ended up going um, and getting my level one Reiki and and doing Reiki on myself and on my stomach and blah 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 for quite a while and through these changes both energetic and physical i ended up healing my disease um naturally holistically and that is what really makes me so adamant that this this shit works because i am i've had first hand experience that it truly does work and so where are we now <clears throat> I even ended up ending you know my long-term relationship at this point like really a process of elimination and it really made space for 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 so much more of me to come online and through through this process of elimination I also was really tapping into my intuition and really starting to get curious about it almost experimenting and like I really felt like I got it down I was like oh my god I can hear my intuition and like following the signs and it would take me cool places and I was like wow this is amazing and and so I decided to do this big experiment and I was like right I am going to follow my intuition blindly no matter how weird no matter where it wants to take me I'm just gonna follow it see what happens (laughs) and here I am I'm a fucking shamanic womb healer (laughs) you gotta laugh you gotta laugh um (laughs) yeah so i yeah so i ended up understanding and hearing my intuition and this is when i could start to hear my angels and guides it started with angels my my um psychic senses started to come online basically um so my clairsentience my clairvoyance all of it started to kind of slowly come online one by one but it first started with angels that's that's the first connection I had to the other realm and I had such a really deep and strong connection to the angels and the archangels I felt them so like oh there's there I don't think anything compares to that first time when you feel spirit and it's just like there's no feeling like it and there's no experience like it and once you have that true experience for yourself there is not a doubt in your mind that they exist because you've experienced it and it doesn't matter if anyone else believes you because it's it's such a personal journey and it really makes no difference if anyone else believes me or not because I I have that experience for me (sighs) but I ended up I remember it so specifically I was I was sat on the porch at my house at the time and I remember speaking to my angels and I was super excited and I was like right what now what do I need to do now like tell me where to go let's go like I was just a keen being and the words that came through were be here now this is before I even knew who Ramdas was <laughs> it was like be here now and I was like ah okay right I just gotta be here and it was just this real peacefulness to it um of course the oh bless her heart this this maiden simon this eyes full of wonder like newly awakened simon she's just i love her so much and yes she's very very naive because she thought that that was it she was like i made it it's done i'm done <laughs> she's like, all that hardship and i'm here and i've made it i'm at the top of the mountain and and it's done um of course if you've been through a spiritual awakening you know that that uh, is just the beginning and there comes constant deaths and rebirths and constant layers to unravel of who you think you are. And it takes so much courage, so much courage to keep exploring that and to allow yourself to keep dying to what you used to know or what you think you know that takes so much courage and if you're on that journey with me then i bow to you because it really it's it's we're swimming upstream and it takes a lot of bravery and courage to do that um and it takes a lot of humbling yourself um of, you know, like, for example, me, I have accessed so many different, um, codes and keys within life, within myself, and still, I'm like, I don't fucking know shit, and it's that old saying of, like, the more you know, the less you know, that could not be more true for me, um, and, and when it, you know, it's the rebirth and, and the acknowledgement that, wow, I know so much. I think that's so important and so beautiful to hold yourself in that knowing, hold yourself in that power. And then the other side of it where you can feel it dismantling. And I, I feel it viscerally when I have, when I go through these death portals, I feel it in my body it feels like m- all of my cells, all of my ligaments are just turning into slush. Everything that I think I know is being swept away and I do not anymore cling on to it. Because I know that it all needs to be swept away because the clinging on is not true, it's not real because it doesn't actually exist And if it doesn't exist, me holding on to it isn't going to make a difference. It's only going to cause me more pain and more suffering. And so the processes, the constant processes of just letting it all go and saying, I know nothing. And that really allows for spirit, for God, goddess, universe, creation, whatever you want to call it, to then fill you up with truth, with love, to, to open up yourself in that space is very vulnerable, it's very powerful. Um, and I always say, you, you let it all go so that you can actually see what is true, because once you let it all go, the things that are true will remain. That is the beauty of these deaths and rebirths. Is that, is that you can just let go of everything. And then the things that stay are the ones that are true. Um, and so it's it's these processes of deaths and rebirths. And the process of elimination really. That I have found myself on this path. And you know I've spoken about my story. Into womb healing a little bit before. Um you know, it first started with holding, like, womb ceremonies, like, full moon womb ceremonies, and then, um, my beautiful Akina, um, and her womb healing, big, big session, just completely shifted so much for me, and then my friend kind of asking me if I can do womb healing on her, and I was like, I don't, I don't do that, but it feels really, really, it feels really natural to just say yes, Um, and so she beautifully put her trust in me, which I so, so appreciate and honour, and then when I came back to England, I again didn't really know what I was doing or where I was going, and I was like, holy shit, and again I was like, okay, I'm just gonna let it all go and see what comes, and so I let it go, let it go, um just seeing what life what twists and turns it wants to bring for me and I stumbled across the Sanctuary of Sophia website and I saw shamanic womb massage coming um a few months from then and I was like oh my god this is it this is what I'm supposed to be doing um this is the path and it was just so so clear to me like this is it And so I went and got trained and then I went and got more training and then I, you know, became a doula um, and then I had my first birth. And the the deeper I go into this path, the more respect I have for it. I always have had so much respect for it, but the deeper I go, the more I realise how not easy it is it's it's almost naivety again of like it's all gonna be fine I'm gonna find my purpose and then and then that's it and then I just go and serve the world and blah 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 and yeah that's great but it's not always that simple well it is that simple but it's not always that easy and I was talking to my friend about this the other day is that like it's really swimming upstream because this work is not valued in this realm in this physical realm right now the way in the value that it actually deserves because it truly is one of the highest value um offers that you can bring to the world is to hold a safe nurturing peaceful, peaceful space when new life comes into the world or you know, clearing and releasing and, and filling up the womb space, this creation portal, with with love and with new energy and with, you know, releasing old energy from it so that the new can be born from a place that is not limited or shackled from pain of the past or trauma of the past or of the ancestry. That's really, really fucking powerful work. And so if you are in this work i bow to you because it is a so powerful and it is b not honored in today's society and so the work is not only to hold this space for people but it's actually to hold space for this work it's like we first as womb keepers as you know birth keepers need to value this work we are the custodians of this work and we have to go against the grain and again that comes with so many deaths and rebirths um and so that's kind of where i'm at today is (laughs) this pushing against the grain and figuring shit out and figuring out how to live in a capitalist patriarchal broken system as this you know ancient soul who who has this very very maternal matriarchal um decolonized way of being um the seagull is like yeah bitch yeah bitch um yeah, so that's me, that's me right now, and, you know, with this work, it's, it's all energetic, um, and so it's working with the energy, it's working with honouring my energy first and foremost, and it's honouring the value of this work, even when it's not seen by, you know, capitalism, um, yeah, that shit's not easy, and, think the more that i go into this work the more or the less fucks i give about who i'm supposed to be how i'm perceived i don't care i really don't care i have i have worked, walked through the flames enough times i have had enough deaths to know that nothing matters if i'm not being true to who i am if i'm not being authentic to me then i don't want it And it's not for me. Um, And I guess the main message (laughs) that I want to portray from sharing my message is to trust yourself even when everything in your life is telling you that you should go the other way and to be safe and to do this and to do that. Is to trust that, that little nudge, that, that little voice inside of you. The quiet voice inside of you that says, actually, the way is over there. And and really deeply trust that you will be taken care of. That takes so much courage. Um, and it's so, so needed because that is how we change the fucking world. We don't change it by doing what's already been done. <laughs> that's not the way the world works, that's not the way change happens, change requires bravery and for me I'm really really sitting with how can I feel safe in this work, how can I feel safe in like financially safe and supported while not no longer dishonouring my values and the value that I bring and the value that this work brings into the world. Um, And I'm still figuring it out, it's still a question, I haven't found the answer and that's fine, but it's really, really, the message seems to be for me is that finding safety within myself, within my body, is paramount. To how much safety I can A, feel in the world. And B, how much safety I can create and hold for others. And so that's me and where I'm at right now. And like I always say, I do not have all the answers. I am figuring shit out on my path. I'm figuring things out. I haven't figured them out yet, but I'm sure I will figure some stuff out for there to be more stuff that needs figuring out. <laughs> and that's fine. Um yeah. That's me. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to my story. I would love to hear your story if you feel called to share it with me. Um please do because um I really really love to hear people's stories and where they've come from and who they are. And I um just sharing this to be like this is who i am and where i come from and this is me so yeah i'm gonna leave it there and thank you thank you thank you and enjoy the rest of your day slash evening slash life